This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. It's a crowd favorite. Everyone loves a good jazz square. <laughs> that part did make me laugh. Today's feature presentation is High School Musical from 2006. Katie, what have you made me watch? I'm so happy we finally made it here. <laughs> we did. What, how do you, what would you say about this movie? It is a typical teen drama film that has music in it. It's a musical. They sing, they're in high school, boy meets girl. It's fantastic. It's a Disney Channel original movie. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah, it's all of those things. Um, I pulled history about this one. This is kind of interesting to me. Um, this was the most succe- successful Disney Channel original movie ever. Um, and it it was at the time, and it still is right now. So it had 7.7 million viewers for its first broadcast, and then tons and tons after that for all the rebroadcasts. As of 2019, it had over 225 million viewers had seen this movie. So there's a lot of people out there who've seen High School Musical. Um, the soundtrack for the film actually reached number one on the U.S. charts, which I had no idea, but in hindsight doesn't surprise me. Um, the critical reception for this one was very mixed, but the general public absolutely loved it. And it was successful enough to get a Disney Channel original sequel. And then for High School Musical 3, it actually got a theatrical release, which is the first and I think only Disney Channel original movie to ever get a theatrical sequel after coming out on Disney Channel for the original ones. So it has a claim to fame there. Um, this has also gotten a ton of other adaptations, other spin-offs, like a stage musical, a book series, a Disney on Ice tour somehow, video games, there's a reality series. Um, there's a ton that spun off of this one because it did so well. And then it got nominated for and it won a bunch of awards. So there were actually too many to list, which again, surprising to me. But a few of the highlights were it won the Billboard Music Soundtrack Album of the Year. It won two primetime enemies, one for Outstanding Children's Program and one for Outstanding Choreography. It won the Director's Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Children's Programming. And... The other uh, noteworthy mention here, just because it's interesting to see where this fits into the history of technology, the High School Musical was the first ever full-length video content released on the iTunes store, ever. So this was in March of 2006. It was pre-iPhone, but it was just before the iPhone. So it was like iPod, iPod Touches, stuff like that was out i don't actually know if the touch was out all the way yet um but the iphone came out in june of 20 or 2007 and this was out about a year before that that is so amazing (laughs) yeah there's uh, so i did the history of this one before i watched it and it actually got me a lot more excited to watch the movie when i was like oh this had a lot of people must love this movie based on what i'm seeing here how is me telling you that i loved it not enough for you I knew that you loved it. So let's talk about that. High level. What do you think of this one, Katie? It's so amazing. (laughs) No. Okay. So let's be real. I thought High School Musical was stupid. Like, because this movie came out when I was still working at Disneyland, right? So I was working at Disneyland from like 2005 until 2013. And... They came at some point to Disneyland and I was working that day and they had like the whole high school musical group there and whatever. And I was like, this is stupid. What is that? More Disney people? Like whatever. Little did I know (laughs) (laughs) Um, that once I like gave it 
the time to like actually sit down and watch it. I absolutely loved it. My sister and I both loved it. I still love High School Musical even now. I'm pretty sure 100,000 of those views are mine. At some point, I'm just kidding. It Probably not that many. All right, but, but more than one for sure. Oh yeah, I've seen this movie so many times. I own the DVDs, bro. I'm Zac Efron. I can't. I have to love it. <laughs> so for me, I don't, I'm not quite as fangirling here, but um, Rude. I... I thought the movie was very smartly done with a made-for-TV budget. They Essentially, they staged this whole production almost like a stage show, and they made it a bunch of amazing choreography, which means from like a video and film production standpoint, you can come back and do wide shots that are longer, and that means that it's less takes overall, and you don't have to shoot as much coverage. You don't have to shoot as many takes of everything like on a made for TV budget. That's so smart to do. So I have to give it to the director and just like the choreographer, like they knocked it out of the park Um, from a production standpoint. It's amazing. And then the other thing is that like the movie itself, just taking it as a movie and putting, taking off my production hat for a minute, the movie's really cute, honestly. And it's like, it's kind of endearing to all these characters. And I didn't think I was going to be saying that. I thought I'd be here being like, okay, I watched it for you, Katie. It was a high school movie. It was, it was predictable. And it, it, it wasn't like this movie is very earnest in everything. Like they, there's a lot of tropes, but they don't fall into cliche very often. And it's actually really impressive how they managed to stay on the right side of that line almost the entire time, um, which probably gets us into the moments. What do you want to highlight for moments? Okay. Um, well, one of the things I want to talk about is that, so Zac Efron wasn't a very strong singer. However, Vanessa Hudgens, who plays Gabriella, is a very strong singer. Yeah. So because of that, they actually blended Zac Efron's voice with another singer, which is why he sounds so different. Um, versus if you listen to him singing and say like Hairspray or the second movie or the third one, um, he sounds very different, but he grew as a singer as the, like, like the series progressed. So sure. there's that. Um, also this entire movie, which is supposed to take place in Albuquerque, New Mexico was filmed at a high school in Utah. <laughs> okay. Um, and it looks like that. I sent you photos because my sister's actually been there. So like she sent me pictures of her being at East High. So it's actually called East High. And everything yeah. that you see in the movie exists at that high school. Well, yeah, I mean, they were doing a made for TV budget. You don't have a lot of budget for like creating sets and doing tons of props. You just you find a location that works and you roll with it, basically, which is what they did. Yeah. And it's and they did a phenomenal job with that. Um, so the one thing is, is like, there are a lot of tropes in this for being like a teen movie, like boy meets girl, they sing part ways, they reunite magically at the same school. Like that, that is predictable for a teen style, especially like Disney Channel original movie, but they do it in such a like unique and entertaining way. And even all of the side characters, like the ones that are not exactly the main characters are just off being main. Yeah. Um, they bring a lot to the table and it's like just very well done. It is. No, from start to finish, it's it's well done all all around. I mean, there were a couple moments where I was like <laughs> not cringing, but just like shaking my head at it. Like the the whole opening number, it took me a little bit to warm up to this film. The opening number, they're like on vacation and the main characters, the two main characters, the guy and the girl, um 
are both like they're kind of kicked to like the kids new year's eve party and their parents are off doing who knows what at the adult new year's eve party um and they get pulled up onto the stage by this dj and he's like okay uh somebody somebody's gonna sing whose turn is it you and you and he just pulls them up and they're both like no no i can't sing i can't sing and then they both knock it out of the park like (laughs) it's the most ridiculous sequence of probably the entire movie is the fact that they're like no i know i don't really sing i never sing i can't sing and then they instantly just nail this song like not like uh, i can't even that was literally the part of the movie that took me out of it the most. Um, so the fact that it was right up front, I was very unsure for the first like 20 minutes if I was going to like this movie because that's what it started with. Yeah, that's it's a little skeptical where you're like, hmm, they can't sing a belt out song, perfect tempo, perfect range, perfect everything on key. Yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yep. But after I got over that, after they actually got to the high school and like kind of settled into what the movie actually became, um, I liked it a lot. You know, there's there's a lot of clicks here and they lean into those. But outside of that, um, it was also interesting for me to see like they have cell phones, but no smartphones, because that's just the time when this movie came out. Like smartphones weren't real yet. They didn't exist. Um, and then the whole thing, the choreography is just fantastic. And it's a Kenny Ortega movie, which we've talked about before. But the first point in the movie where I noticed this was during the first like basketball team practice scene. And the choreography is just, again, it's just off the hook. Like it's incredibly well done. And I was like, oh, if they're doing this kind of choreography for like a basketball practice, like the rest of this movie is going to have great choreography. And it absolutely did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your head in the game. That's that song. Yes, so that's it. I don't know that many of the names of the songs because I've only seen it once. But don't worry, I got you. Don't you um, worry. Thank you. And, and then another thing that I really liked were the auditions. So there's a high school musical going on. There are auditions for it. This is part of the story. And they are so bad, but they're bad in the best kind of way. Like you, it's like a car crash that you can't look away from. It's like a train wreck. Like it's auditions where you just love to hate them because they're bad, but they're bad in an amusing way. Um, so I like that scene a lot. And um the other song that I really liked that jumped out to me was they have like, and again, I don't know the name of the song, but it's like a secret song. The one when they're in the cafeteria. What's the name of that song, Katie? Oh, um, oh no. Oh no. Okay, you think about I'm it. failing so as it's, a human. It's the song where it's like all of the different cliques, all of the different like subgroups in the high school. Um, and you can tell they're all like sectioned off, you know, in the typical ways. There's the jocks and there's the nerds and there's, you know, the everything you would expect. There's like the burnouts and there's the skater guys. And, and like one person from each group basically comes out and starts confessing something that they really like that doesn't fit with what's stereotypical for their group. And it gets kicked off by the main character being like, I want to sing, even though I'm in basketball. But, you know, there's stuff like one of the other jocks comes out and he's like, I like baking, you know? And I just, I really like that song. And that is kind of, that's honestly the turning point in the movie for me when I finally bought in was during that sequence. Because... Up till then, I was like, I was waiting for all the tropes. I was waiting for all the cliches to rear their head. And when we got to that sequence, it finally showed me that 
oh, they're playing this straight, but they're being very earnest and very honest about like people and how kids in high school feel. And the fact that like you have to hide your feelings, but there's more to you than you present to the world. And this movie is like putting that out in the open. And I thought that was just so incredibly cool. Uh, The name of the song is called Stick to the Status Quo. Yes. Thank you. That's correct. Yeah, I love I love the part when the guy was like, I play the cello. And then he's like, a saw? No, man, it's like a giant violin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Absolutely. that song is really good. It's really funny. So I like that a lot. And uh, the other thing was um, the final Friday when all of the events are happening at the same time. Like, it's extremely well done. They don't fall into any of the traps of... I don't know all the typical things where there's miscommunication and like timing gets off and whatever it's just it's executed well and it all works out in the end and I liked the way that they put that sequence together yeah they did a really great job because they did they did the the whole thing right of like everyone wants to be something more they like other things besides like the clique that they're in and then they do the thing where they get uh, Troy to say, you know, all the wrongs. So, like, the team is the most important thing, not the girl, blah, 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 and, like, break her heart and all that stuff. But in the end, yeah. like, they actually, like, oh, dude, we messed up. Like, we should support our friend who wants to be in a musical. And Sharpay, obviously, like, she doesn't like the mixing of people or, like, the cliques starting to, like, hang out with each other. Um, so she's the one who, like, gets everything booked on a friday like all on the same day like championship game plus the the what is it the academic decathlon and the audition but they do it really really well in order to like get troy and gabriella to be able to uh, audition together yeah is there anything else that you wanted to call out i know there's a lot we could go into in this movie yes um that is entirely i could talk about this movie forever um (laughs) Uh, I thought all of the songs are really well done. I love Bop to the Top with Sharpay and Ryan because I think it's yeah. super funny. And it's like they're brother and sister and they're like the weirdest duo. And that's where my quote came from. She's like, I told you not to do the jazz square. So he was like, it's a cloud, crowd favorite. Everyone loves a good jazz square. <laughs> um, but I think they like Ryan is a really great character. I even really like Sharpay, even though she's supposed to be like the mean girl in this. Um, yeah. The more we get into the movies, the more my thoughts about Sharpay have changed over time. Um, the I told you this one that Chad, the one of the back the basketball guy who's uh, Corbin Blue, that's the actor's name. Um, yeah. He designed all of his T-shirts himself. Like he came up with all the quotes and stuff on them because if you read them, they go along with whatever scene he's in. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Obviously, like Zach Efron, baby Zach Efron, so amazing did a great job this was like one of the biggest roles he's ever had like up until that point um and i think he did a really great job playing like the basketball guy who just also wants to be a singer and hang out with the pretty girl like did a really great job he did i agree all right um cool okay uh well that brings us to the bad and the good did you have anything bad at all katie absolutely not this movie's amazing oh all right i lied 
one thing. I really hate the way the teacher says musical. She goes, it's the winter musical. And I'm like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I think you're supposed to not like that. I think it's working correctly then. I know, but I really like her as a character. She's really, really funny, especially, sorry, to go back, especially the part when they're doing the weird auditions or whatever. And she was like, "Uh, that was very disturbing. Please see a counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um. So the bad for me, I only really had one thing, and it's the fact that this is a TV movie. Um, It's paced like a TV movie. And there are a bunch of points in here where they kind of restate the premise and they redo some of the same info. It's just because it's a TV movie, and I know that about it. So I'm going to forgive it, but I had to pick something to pick on from like a production perspective. So that's 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 my one thing um the good though i had a bunch so the choreography i loved the music i thought was great the story actually worked for me like i said it was very earnest and it was very honest in a surprising way that i was not expecting and just the general theme of the movie was kind of uplifting like in the end they all raise each other up like nobody really tears each other down and i i liked that i liked the movie overall surprising amount how about you katie everything i just love everything everything is great everything is good descriptive yep (laughs) all right um so would we watch it again (laughs) obviously yes yeah i absolutely would i would watch this one again i i liked it way more than i thought i would so that's good um if you guys want to watch along what we have coming up next we're going to do the hunchback of notre dame we're going to do tron hercules inside out and mulan so all of those are on the docket uh the end of the Disney renaissance is in sight. I see Tarzan here on the horizon coming up pretty soon. Don't forget, we are part of a network. We have podcasts, we have streamers, we have the Geekery blog, all that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. Which brings us to Weekly Geekery. Katie, what'd you do this week? Um, well, one of my favorite K-rock bands, Day6, came out with a new album finally. It's been a long time. They've been on like a hiatus they dropped a new album. It's extremely good. Like, it's so, so good. And once again, they are not doing any sort of live promotions for this album. So once again, I don't get to see them perform any of the songs from this album. Oh. It's like last year they released an album which hit really hard, like hit home really hard, especially like the title song, Zombie. Um, and they also announced that they were going on a hiatus um, and not doing any promotions because they needed to take like a mental health break. Totally understandable. Like Jay's come out, who's like one of the the members of the group, like came out and talked a lot about like um, his own mental health. And he's like taken charge of like helping himself and then like getting involved with organizations to also help people who have who suffer from mental health problems. Um so that's really great. And then like this album also really great. And like I thought they would do promotions, but they're not because one of their members is doing their mandatory military service uh. like in Korea and they chose not to do promotions. And like I totally understand, but my level of disappointment is like really high. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. It does. Um, but I'll support them no matter what because day six is incredible and they really don't get enough support as they should get more. Um, And I'm watching, so there's this like K-pop group survival show going on called Kingdom Legendary War. Okay. Okay. Um, Basically, it's six groups 
in a competition with each other. Um, it's all of the like it's based on like global public like global vote plus uh, views plus like um, their own thoughts on their own performance and then the other groups giving their own assessment of the performances and. The groups are Stray Kids, which I really, really like, and ATs. Those are two of my favorite groups. And then also there's a group called SF9, which is really good, The Boys. And then they have a ballad group called BTOB, which is actually like an older group. And then another older group called Icon. And they're in this like giant competition with each other doing these super over-the-top performances to try to win like the throne, basically. Cool. But it's fun. It's good. It's so good. Like to okay, good. to a point where it's just like I can't believe that they're doing this. Like how good it's like going for them. Like eighties, their last performance that they did in episode three, they actually recorded it the same week that their new album came out. So they were doing music show performances and promotions for their new album, plus practicing and recording for this show. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, well, it's like if I guess you, uh, with K-pop stuff promotions, they like play on a music show um, every day for oh, wow. like several weeks. Plus, they have to do practice, and then if they're doing other scheduled things, like to also throw in these over-the-top performances for Kingdom. I almost want to let me have you watch one of them so you understand, because it's like insane interesting what's it on like where do you watch it um so i watch the 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 individual performances like each group's performance on youtube because the youtube views count towards their um their score okay um and then the full episodes they actually um are putting them translated so they have english translations on the viki app so I can watch the whole episode, um, but they show them on Mnet, which is like a K, it's like a Korean um, network for uh, K-pop and K-dramas. Huh. Interesting. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, for me this week, I got around to watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Finally, it is very much a mixed bag. Um, <laughs> have ask. you seen it? Oh yeah, have I you... watched it like a couple days after it came out. All right, I, I don't know. It took me like six or seven sittings to actually get through this. It's like four and a half hours, and it feels like it's about eight hours long. So you watched um, it over multiple sittings. I watched the whole thing at one time. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was just it... too slow, and it was too dragging. And um, I think there's like a really good hour in this movie, but it's so unearned. Like they needed so many more movies to set this up and like, they're trying to do too much all at once before they earned it. Um, so I'm glad I watched it because I actually think that it is better than the theatrical version of justice league. I don't know um, if I agree with that. I, I think so. I think it's better. Cause I saw that one too. And I like this one more, but I didn't actually like it all that much. So I immediately went from when I finished Justice League after my sixth or seventh, like sitting down trying to watch it session, um, I got to the end and I immediately turned on Infinity War and I just watched the whole thing in one go because it's so much better. And then I started Endgame. So that's where I'm at. Um, I guess I'm a Marvel fanboy a little bit, but I think it's more that those are just better movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're correct. There were aspects of Zack Snyder's version that I really liked. Like, I really liked seeing Superman in the 
the black and gray suit versus like what they did because it was clearly like where the editing on Joss Whedon's part, like where he changed the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It was, it's a long movie. Like four and a half hours is too long. It's too long. There was lots of stuff where I was like sitting there. I was like, we don't need this. I don't need all this backstory on Steppenwolf. Like we don't need any of this. Like there was so much they could have cut out. Um, But there were like certain things that I thought were really funny that were part of the theatrical one that weren't in this one. And I was like, I was upset that they weren't. Well, yeah, that makes sense if Joss Whedon came in and finished that one. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I wanted to mark the fact that I did finish that one and it's OK. <laughs> but I really like Infinity War and Endgame. So those were definitely worth revisiting. Achievement yeah. unlocked. Congratulations. Yeah, watch all the big team-up movies all in the same time. Um, that's probably it for today. You guys can find us all over the internet. Our email address is DisneyForeverPodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at DisneyEverPod. You can also talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. I blog at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the geek to geek podcast with BJ Keaton. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram by searching the handle at Lady Catherine P. And I'm the co-host of two other podcasts with my best friend, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. And because I absolutely have all the time in the world now, I'm on another podcast um, that Joe from Geektitude is hosting called As the Dice Roll. Um, I'm participating in the What Is Not campaign. I got to start listening to that now that you're on it. I'm excited. This has been Disney Forever with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week as long as Disney keeps making content. That can't be forever, right? Did you know that they have a TV series for High School Musical? (sighs) Yes.